You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome back to The Strong Room. On this segment, estate and legal expert Roland Lequie with Macmillan Estate Planning covers a number of topics, including an explanation of what probate is. Roland is in conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770. Well, probate is really a court order where we formally validate your will, we appoint your executor, and we get a court order essentially that allows institutions that are in control of your assets, like a bank or land titles or corporate registry, it's the court order that allows them to transfer the assets in accordance with the instructions in the will without the fear that someone's going to come along later and challenge them. So if I give uh, shares of my business to one of my kids and not the other, corporate registry will be looking at this saying, well, how do we know we're giving it to the right person? Well, that's what the probate is. It's a court order where a justice looks at all the matters, gives a grant of probate. Now corporate registry is able to follow the instructions without fear that they're going to be sued or or not following the right process. Who files the probate? Well, it's the responsibility of the personal representative of the estate, typically the executor. If you don't have a will, it would be the administrator. But it's the person in charge with administering the estate, which in general we call a personal representative. They have the obligation to collect the assets, distribute them in accordance with the will, or in the absence of the will, it's in accordance with legislation called intestate laws. And they will make the determination of whether a probate is necessary. Uh, and and how does uh, an estate plan or a life plan uh, factor in probate? Uh, is there anything that you do in the, in the development of the life plan that prepares the, the assets for the possibility of having to go to probate? There are some situations where we would recommend planning your assets in a certain way to minimize or avoid the probate cost altogether. But the problem with doing that is when you eliminate probate, you're typically using joint ownership of assets. So if I have a house in my name and I want it to go to my children, I could add their name to my title while I'm alive. So at the date of my death, it simply passes to them automatically very efficient in terms of the administration aspect. But what you're looking at from the negatives is that you're introducing other parties to your title. So now, say I want to sell that house or I want to take out a line of credit and buy myself a new vehicle. I'm going to have to get my children involved and there's a potential they could say no. So people in that scenario don't like to give up control. And that's part of what you're doing when you're introducing other parties to the title to your assets. What can you recommend to people from the point of view of keeping a record of your assets? How often does someone show up in your office with a shoebox full of invoices and you have to sort it out before you can really deal with whatever the issue is? It happens much more often than it should because obviously the the fees that we charge to organize an estate from that prospect are going to be much more uh, expensive, much more time consuming than if you did it yourself. And that's the key. Keeping a record of your assets is one of the most beneficial things you can do 
to minimize the time and expense required in doing your probate. And the other thing is that if you pass away unexpectedly, someone needs a list of what you have to be able to execute uh, the role of an executor. Uh, and, and, and if they have to develop that, it's going to leave the estate in that much more of a disarray uh, until that process can be unraveled. Especially in the unintended passing, you know, something that happens out of the ordinary or out of the blue, um, you're not expecting that. And you're dealing with the grief involved with that death. Now you have to kind of get up in the morning, start looking at someone's live life really from start to finish and try to put together where the assets are and there's two problems with that one of them of course is the time and the cost involved in doing it but secondly there's always the uncertainty of did we catch everything you know did my dad have a bank account that i wasn't aware of or did he pay for an insurance policy that you know perhaps contributed to for a number of years did we did we find that do we know whether it's out there? Um, a lot of times your mortgage may be insured, in which case we don't have to pay that off. Insurance will kick in. But if you don't have a record of these factors, it may be something that your executor misses. Anything online that people can use as a kind of checklist to say, here are the things that I need to list in my record of assets? Well, there's a number of forms you can look for online that will have um information that you should be compiling. I mean, a record of your bank accounts, both the branches, the type of account, whether it's savings or checkings or GICs. Um, Really just keeping a a record of all of your assets in a spreadsheet is going to help. Uh, We at McMillan Estate do have forms. So if you're interested in, in planning your estate, that is a very good tool to start with is compiling things in a list. We review those with clients often on an annual basis to make sure that we're keeping things up to date and current so that if the unexpected happens, we're ready. What is the importance of picking a good executor and what kinds of criteria should one use in selecting such a person? Well, the task of being an executor really carries two important aspects. One of them is it's primarily financial in nature. In the sense, you have to collect assets You have to pay bills. You have to ensure insurance is obtained from those policies that are in existence. So there's a lot of financial components to that. And in paying tax, of course, there there are elections that you can make to minimize tax. Um, There are assets that perhaps have a capital gain or not, depending on when you cash them in. So there's a lot of financial questions that come into play when you're being the executor and choosing someone who has that financial ability is certainly a plus. The other aspect of being an executor is that it's a very detailed uh, position. So you need to choose someone who's able to get work done. I mean, I've seen a number of estates where they drag on for a year or two or more and it's generally because the person who's the executor is simply not doing the work that's required procrastination again yeah that comes into play in a number of areas so you have to choose someone who's able to get the work done i think the other part of it is that an executor can draw on professional expertise be it a lawyer an accountant a tax professional somebody like that it's not necessary to know every single aspect of the duty it's just important to be able to move that 
process forward using whatever advisors are required to get a good decision on behalf of the estate. And especially if you have been a good steward of your assets and you've made a list of assets, you've kept things in in a, a safe place where they can be found and, and put into the estate plan, then yes, you can have other parties who come in and provide assistance, such as an accountant to file a tax return. That's a very common uh, professional that we engage. And having someone who's organized is going to make that much more easy. When you talk about the will, which again is different than the estate plan or the life plan, but when you talk about the will, uh, what is necessary to ensure the will's validity? Well, there are certain formalities that must be present, such as the will being signed at the foot of the document or the bottom. Uh, There needs to be two witnesses, particularly if the will is not handwritten. There are some exceptions if you handwrite your will, but not every jurisdiction follows those rules. So it's certainly recommended to have a will that's properly prepared, printed, and witnessed. You need two witnesses. Each page needs to be initialed. Uh, A number of formalities that are the same across all of Canada. So if you have a will and it's prepared properly, then it should be valid anywhere that you live in Canada. How do you deal with potential liability for the executor? Is that a turnoff for someone who is asked to perform that duty? Certainly it can be, especially if you're choosing someone outside of the traditional beneficiary list. So if I choose my uh, high school friend to be my executor because he's very good at task oriented uh, jobs and he's financially astute. Perhaps I don't have any family members that live nearby to take on this role. We can often bring in people like friends to do that task, but they're going to be liable if the task is not done properly. So they should think about hiring competent professionals to assist them where they need that assistance. Items such as applying for the probate, often we use a lawyer to do that work, or filing the tax return, you can use an accountant, and then you're relying on those parties and their professional uh, experience and liability protection if something does go wrong. It speaks to the importance of life insurance, if only to make sure that the costs at death are looked after and are not a burden on uh, beneficiaries or other family members. It is, and, and understanding your limitations, you know, knowing that I've never filed a tax return, um, it's something that I certainly would not take on for myself, I wouldn't do it as the executor for someone's estate. I know that's not my skill set, but there are a number of accountants out there that are very good at it, and they will do it much better and much more cost-effectively than I can, and of course, it limits my liability if I'm hiring a professional. And of course, Macmillan Estate Planning offers assistance on a fee-for-service basis to people appointed as an executor. Call weekdays during business hours, 403-266-6464. And we welcome you to visit our website, macmillanestate.com. This is The Strong Room.